This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I just worship him. and adoration. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for unction. Thank you for strength. Oh, blessed be your name. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them that appear in Zion appear before the Lord. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout a very loud Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 141 verse 2. I want to read something from there. Psalm 141. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will start something this first service and we are going to continue second service. And I, on your way home or when you are at home, please watch the second service. And whatever prayer we pray then, you should participate. Okay? So, because I want to bring this message to an end this week on priests and altars. Even though... We will pick it up another day because we've not even touched about uh, one fifth of it. Let my prayers be set forth before thee as incense. In the book of Revelation, the Bible says that the angel took incense and offered it with the prayers of the saints. Incense represents prayer in the Bible. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So we are talking about priests and altars. And I'm still talking about altars today. Let my prayer, so my prayer will be like incense. My lifting up of my hand, that's worship. Like evening sacrifice. So there is a sacrifice of praise. Four in the Bible represent balance. 
So when they made the Ark of Covenant, it was meant to be carried by four priests. Four. So most times you are Jesus and three disciples making four. Peter, James, and John, and Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you are going to see that pattern severally. Four, four, four. Like that in the Bible. Most tables will have four legs. There is a reason for that. So he said the four priests must carry it. And there are many things we check, remember, you see that pattern. Most of the altars will have four arms. And this is also why we offer four types of sacrifices of yourself, consecrating yourself to God, your consecration. Sacrifice of praise, sacrifice of prayer, and sacrifice of seed. Four types. But here is the law. Because I want to get into what I'm going to talk about second service. How to destroy an author that is not of God. And how to establish God's author. There is nothing we are supposed to do that you will not find a pattern in God's word. So we have seen people who have gone to say we are attacking the ancient spirits in our family house and this one. Well, they, they understood that something was wrong and they were trying to fix it. But if you don't fix something according to God's word, you get into trouble. And when we were worshipping yesterday, one of the things that the Spirit of God said to us, people have been separated from their past. If a man is in Christ, a new creation, but there are still many people who somehow, what is happening in their life resembles what has been happening to the rest of their family members. And it's all not to be so. Because when light shines, it brings an end to darkness. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. I just want to start with talking about some important things that you need to know about author. And then we move to, and remember where we are getting to, in New Testament, you have become the author. Your art is the author of God. Just like they are the tabernacle of Old Testament, and now your body has become the temple of the Holy Ghost. But one of the reasons why we go into the old is to be able to fully understand the new. For when you know Old Testament shadow pointing to reality, New Testament. Are you following me? Well, there are many things to say, but I will just speak about two or three this morning. And then we move to something very so I'm about to read Genesis 12 and 28. But before we read, in Leviticus chapter 6, if we start from verse 12, God gave an instruction. He said that the fire, he said they must put sacrifice on the altar. And he said the fire upon the altar shall be burning. It shall not be put out. Then he repeated it again in verse 13. The fact that I'm emphasizing the same chapter, verse 13. The fire shall be burning ever. It shall never go out. The power operating in a man's life is according to the altar he operates. The power of the altar is according to the sacrifice on the altar. Now the Bible says it has to be a consistent pattern. What I want to show... Hmm. Oh Lord Jesus, because we are really going to pray second service. 
We pray from the place of authority by the blood, not seeking for deliverance. Pray as those who have been delivered already by the blood of Jesus Christ. There is an enforcement to be made, not seeking for deliverance. There is a decree to be issued. Let's start this way. Thank you. God bless you. Genesis 20, Genesis 12. You can sit down. God bless you. Genesis 12. I want to read from um, where Abraham got to Bethel and the offer. Let's start from verse 8 also. Genesis 12, verse 8. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tents, having Bethel on the west and I. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Who did this? Abraham. He got to Bethel, somewhere between, and then he made an altar to the Lord. Let's dash to Genesis 28. Genesis 28, verse 1. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and so forth. Verse 4, thereabouts, he sent him away. Let's start from 4. May the Lord give you the blessing of Abraham. Start from where he began his journey. Verse 6. When he saw, saw that I blessed, go down, down, down. Uh, which verse now? Go to 10. Are you following me this morning? And when Jacob, and Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Aaron, 11. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them up for pillows and lay down to sleep. This guy was a remarkable guy. I don't know why stone would be comfortable for pillow. <laughs> Verse 10. And he dreamed, a dream, a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached heaven. And behold, angels of God ascending and descending on it. Remember the order. Ascending first before descending. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father. And of God of Isaac, the land wherein thou liest, to thee I will give it unto thy seed. Verse 14. And it shall, your seed shall be multiplied and so forth. Verse 15. And I'm with thee. I'll bring you again to this place. I will never lead you. Verse 16. When he woke up, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Verse 17. And he was afraid and he said, how dreadful is this place? It's no other place than the gate of heaven. Verse 18. And Jacob arose in the morning and he set up a pillar for a stone. Now, I started by saying that the fire on the altar must not go out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm sure that this morning's ministration it's, as, it's an offshoot of what the Lord said yesterday about changing families and rewriting their stories. And I'm going to talk about steps to take second service. But I want to say something here. I'm going to be very careful here in showing you what we have just seen here. Number one, this story we just read now happened over 100 years after, 100 years in between. Abraham 
erected the altar at Bethel. When he left, when, his, when God called him from his father's house, he was about 70. Maybe 70 or 75. He gave back to Ishmael when he was 85. He gave back to Isaac when he was 100. Ishmael, about, Ishmael was about 14 years or 15 years older than Isaac. Now, if Abraham was 70 when God called him, and he built an altar to God, and Abraham gave back to Isaac when he was 100, Isaac married when he was 40. So between the time Abraham erected the altar and he gave back to Isaac was 30 years. Is that right? Now between the time Abraham erected the altar and Isaac got married was now 70 years. 40 plus 30. He married when he was 40. By the time Jacob was being sent away from the house, well, we don't know exactly how many years it took Isaac to have a child, but he didn't have it on time. Because he had to pray for Rebekah for God to open her womb as she gave back. But let's even say two or three years. By the time Jacob was being sent, he was already a full-grown man around this time. Maybe he was 30. So add another 30 to 70. That's 100. Now, by the time he was getting to Bethel, he was about 30 or there about, I don't know the age, but maybe 20-something. But one thing is certain. When he got to Bethel, the transaction between his grandpa Abraham and God happened about 100 years before then. But as soon as he got to that location, there was a vision he saw. And God said, I am the God of your father. And Jacob said, God is in this place. What do you get from that? Altars don't expire. This is why I want to talk about the advantage we have in Christ, second service. If in the name of a family, the head of a family connects himself to certain things, 200 years after, demons don't age. I just use Abraham to show you that Abraham visited that place once erected an altar there and had a transaction with God and he moved on with his life. But his grandson came there over 100 years after. The transaction was still as fresh and as valid as it was 100 years before. When we... Hi, is somebody getting me? Ah. Mm. You see... Many deliverance ministers have talked more about the negative effects of this thing. I am starting from the negative because I also want to talk about the positive. How you can now transgenerational blessing. Somebody say amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now this was for both negative and positive. I have used positive just to illustrate the fact that now you are in UK, you are in America. And an altar was erected some years by somebody who gave back to you or somebody place of authority over you. The fact that you are away does not mean it doesn't invalidate the transaction. And the number of years that will not affect it either. What stops the power of an altar 
It's a higher force. It never expires by itself. I know there is somebody watching me that I have just spoken to now. And there are my people here also. Something when they walk away, when they travel, and they live until they begin to notice. Because the moment those spirits are not serviced again, they begin to attack the descendants or the person that made the transaction. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Honestly speaking, this is the beginning or the main problem of many people. Now, when you are born again and you are not aware of who you are in Christ, this law can still catch up with you even though it's not supposed to. This is why I want to talk about what I want to talk about, building a higher altar second service. Listen to me very well. What stops a law from working is a higher law. So, there is law of gravity. But the aeroplane operates by the law of lifts. It suspends the law of gravity when the plane is operating. If the plane reverses in the air back to the law of gravity, it will come down. And you'll see many crashes. It will come down. The law, Romans chapter 8 verse 1, of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. The day you cease to operate the law of spirit of life, you'll be caught by the law of sin and death. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is electricity out there that can, current that can actually injure you. But there are certain measures to put in place. Even though the electricity, the current is still there, but you can touch the current without anything happening to you. When you know the right thing to wear and what to do. So there is always a higher law that when it's, op when it's in operation, it suspends the lower one. I am actually just building towards what I'm about to say, second service. Because I'm going to show you from the Old Testament, a man who destroyed the altar in his father's house. And I want to tell us what the Bible says. But remember, see, this is what the Bible says. Of all sacrifices, the sacrifice of praise must be done regularly. Hebrews 13, 15. If there is a fire that must never go out on your altar, is a fire of praise. It means a lot to God. That's also what the Bible says, pray without ceasing. We also offer prayer regularly on the altar because the altar where you are prayed from must be a very strong and powerful one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm. I'm going to talk second time about how you can do certain things on behalf of your family. And we are going to see in the Bible that if a Christian is saved and is in a family, he has power to also bring the whole family under another law. And when he does, it expires whatever anybody has done before. This is what many have not thought and people stay in bondage. And they keep fighting. They are Nobody has shown them that there is also a higher dimension. That even though your father and they are not saved, temporarily, when they get to heaven, they might not go to heaven because that's why you have to pray for their salvation. But even though they are not saved, even though they have juju or whatever they do, there is a way you operate. There is an altar you operate that it covers them, it controls them, and it controls what is going on there. For your sake, satanic activities can't reach the family, can't even reach those who, are, who don't know Christ in the family. It's a higher priesthood. Hallelujah. 
But I just want to establish this fact this morning. You see, that is the reason. The Lord made some strong instructions. He made it very strong. In Exodus 34, He told them that when you get to the land, I don't know whether that's verse 13 or so, that you must throw down the altar. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, He said it again. You shall destroy the altars and break their images. When Jezebel took over, <laughs> Jezebel had power, so much power over Israel that he checked out the prophets of God. Only Elijah was left. When Elijah began to complain, he said, Oh Lord, they have thrown down their, 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 your altars and they have killed your prophet. In other words, Jezebel had authority because she first of all destroyed the altar of God. Can the altar of God be desecrated? You begin to understand what General Titus did when he invaded Jerusalem in AD 70. He went to the altar and he offered pig there. He knew that God told him that pig was an abomination. He did it to shut down the presence of God from the physical temple there in Jerusalem that time. It was not an ordinary move. Titus was a possessed man. Satan told him what to do to finally end the Jewish temple. Now, if you care to know, that was the reason why Jesus allowed those pigs to run into the water. In the first place, they were not supposed to keep pig. Because pig was an unclean animal, according to Jews. And those people were not supposed to keep pig in that place. So when the demons asked Jesus that, we want to go and perish. What do we take with us? I said, take your property. So he said, go. So they entered the sheep and the pig, and the pig ran inside water, 2,000 of them, and died there. Jesus won't give a man deliverance by allowing his property to be destroyed. But see, when demons are going, they take what belongs to them. They don't get that. Praise the Lord. If there were people who were offering praises and prayer and seeds and their consecration enough in Israel, Jezebel wouldn't have come into office. If she was in the office, they would have sacked her. When people at times try to stop churches, that is why if you are under someone and there are demons operating in person's life, the first thing he tries to stop you from doing is to stop you from praying. If it's the MD, he doesn't want fellowship in that place. It's not him. The forces are reacting. Because by erecting your altar, you will destroy the altar they have erected. Are you getting what I'm saying? When we were in school, secondary school, there was a lady. After the father nearly beat her to death to stop coming to fellowship, we were scripture in the fellowship then, to stop coming to fellowship, and that didn't work. This girl was, she was one of the most brilliant students in the school. The father came to school one day, tore the clothes of all our, our Christian teacher. The teacher was teaching for that. My father entered the classroom, fought the mother actually. The father came, the mother was one that was most emotional. Grabbed the teacher, father, my teacher, and tore his tie, tore his shirt. Leave my daughter alone. We are not Christian. We don't want Jesus in our house. When they saw that beating and everything wouldn't work, one of the mother woke her up 3 a.m. and knelt down beside her and started crying. Now, you don't know what you are doing to us by bringing Jesus into this family. She said she never felt sorry for being beaten. But when she saw her own mom crying before her and asking her to win, that shook her. Thank God she did not. But he said that made an impression that the mom, why are you crying? The mom was crying. The mom held her legs. That you, 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 you are going to destroy us. 
we have a covenant and this Jesus will destroy the equation. Please. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, I, I just want to stop here and say, they, not too many people have really offered things. And I'm, I'm trying to prepare for second service. I... Interestingly, when I was serving, I went to my brother's house and I was watching this thing that many of you know, Lord of the Rings. The people that were dwelling in the cave who said they were caused there and they must not come out, they could not see lights. This guy came, I've forgotten his name, who said I'm Isidu's ear. The one with the sword. And he said, I can break the curse. Because the curse was placed on you by my grandfather. For the fact that I'm, a, I'm the heir of that kingdom. What my father did to bury you, I cannot do. And he did. Asian people understand what I'm just sharing with you now. Now, I want to show you a scripture ahead of time. And we start with this. Lord Jesus, um, you know, thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 22, verse 30. This is powerful. When you know this, how do I put this? The level, I think I've used signal before to say uh, there are packages that use data, data plan that you are on. Some data are so weak. Some data, they are so weak that you cannot even browse with it. Some you can do only WhatsApp. If you want to download, your phone can't do that because your data is very low. There are some that you operate, even if you want to download, one download can take one hour. Just download a two-minute movie. It will take, I'm not going to what I'm saying. It's all because, but when you have, like the one we are using now, it's very strong. We're using some before and every program, it will be cutting in between. Viewers, they couldn't watch us very well. So we went for something higher. And this higher one is also on my phone. If I want to browse anything, it comes up very Now, when I'm not in the country, most videos on my phone, they auto-run. When I'm in UK or in America, most times, I don't have to press play for a video to start playing. Once you open your phone, the videos are playing, you have to stop the video from playing. Because... The signals of those hotels, the, the stop there, the, net, the network is so strong. As you are entering the lobby, itself, it's already, before they even tell you their code, it's already your phone. Because they use a very strong Wi-Fi, very strong. There is a Wi-Fi, a kind of Wi-Fi, that can only take care of half of your problem. There is one that can be so strong that 50 members of family can be brought under it. They all plug in and it's still serving all of them. Now there is an amount of light that can service an entire community. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says, a seed shall serve him. Everybody say, a seed. Say it again. What will happen? A seed, a generation. One seed can do something that it will be accounted for a generation. That means the step taken by one individual can affect a whole generation. Ooh. 
See, this is why most of the European nations don't serve God anymore. But go and read their history. Some men offered sacrifice or prayer to God. That, that is what their generations who don't know God are still enjoying right now. Go and read the history of Scotland. What about England? What about Wales? What about John West? At a time in England, all aqua shops were shut down by a mighty revival that descended. Those things don't... I just showed you now from Abraham that they don't live. They are still there. Hallelujah. Aye. There is a transaction that goes on between you and God in prayer and in worship that the residue is still there four generations after you. They don't know God, but there are angels who are brothers who follow them around and protect them from all evil. And now this can begin to happen to your dad and your mom and your people around you right now by what is going on. And I will, take, I will talk about some physical steps, second service. That's what we are looking at. Can I hear a loud amen? Did you get what I just said now? A seed shall serve him. Mm. And it shall be accounted for a generation. Oh, glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We will end. I want to ask everybody to stand. Even though we haven't gotten there. But what I'm about to share exactly the principle that is found. Revelation chapter 12. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. We don't tear altars down by going to remove something there physically. In some cases, people might be led to do that, but the greater part of the work is that altars are torn down by words of mouth. But the one that will speak must be operating a higher altar. Did you get what I've just said now? If you start with what I've just started with, this is why about two nights ago I was praying and the Spirit of God led me to say, and I found myself saying it out, some members of this church, after this Sunday, you will need to go and institute family altars in your house. That means morning devotion. You see, all those things are not an attempt to punish us. We are establishing something. An altar is a point of intercession between divinity and humanity. Once there is a Christian who establishes one in the family, all other altars, their activities will be suspended or totally destroyed. Some people are listening to me. Instead of going around looking for deliverance, you need to start morning devotion in your house. As you all raise your hands in the morning, even if you are the only one that is starting. But, oh, that's what I want to get to the second service. I'm going to show you from the Bible how you can do something. And it is reckoned as if your whole family is doing it. You do it in the name of the family. But if they are around and they are not opposed to your prayer, please call them and begin. Holy, 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 hell in the morning, our song shall rise to thee. And six of you are singing like that every morning around the table. An altar is created. A portal is opened in the spirits. Demons leave. Angels take charge. Hallelujah. And those angels begin to undo what the people before you have done. It might not even be only spiritual things. Even the natural mistakes they have made. Do you know there were parents? Not that there are parents. Some of our parents, 
Some of us are from homes where they never did the double into anything diabolical. I mean, and so we are not talking about that necessarily. But some of our parents made some mistakes. Some fathers went out and gave birth to another child outside, and there is a problem. Some made some wrong decisions about investments, and the family is so backward. I have sat down to listen to stories of pain that people can tell about their parents. Some decisions made by daddy or by mommy. I remember a young girl. Their family broke into two when the mom got a nursing job in America and left everybody and went. The father told her it became a serious issue and then she left. And for 15 years, she never came back to Nigeria. By the time she came back, the marriage ended and they became a bitter family. And the father was just there hanging. Now the mom had so much money and she came back for her three kids and none of them. I was trying to beg these guys in UI that, uh uh, reconcile with your mom. She came back, she wanted to school, take them for masters abroad. They all rejected her. Mommy, we ate her, we don't want to have anything to do with you again. For 15 years, we're in primary school, you left us. Now you are coming back to what? She went back to America sad. I think she even went to resign her job. She's over there now, she's sad. She's not going to remind her again. She lost three children. And none of the till now wants to talk to her. When it comes to see, sometimes the enemy pushes people to make wrong decisions. There is outright satanic attack. There are something they are not attacked. They are whispers from the spirits. They come as ideas. That's what the Bible says. There is a way that cement right unto a man. But at the end, it's a way of destruction. I know families that the children were Christian were doing well here until they took them abroad. Now they are on crack. Two of them are in rehabilitation center. The mom broke up one morning in tears and said, if we did not travel out, this would not happen to our kids. There is a way that seems right to a man. Whispers. Move to Portaco. Whispers. And they move. Really, resign your job now. This business is working. They resign only not to balance again financially. Among the people we left here together, I can tell some people who left banking job till today, they are begging the rest of us to send money to them. After 11, 12 years of when they left banking job. There is a way that cement writes. But there is an altar where errors are corrected. God did not leave us that once there is a mistake, it should haunt us forever. It is because when there is no sacrifice, there is no damage that a sacrifice cannot undo. Ah! And those who are wise, they offer this for. First of all, you offer yourself to God. Be sure your life is clean. If there is a mistake to repent, to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Then offer a sacrifice of prayer. Then offer a sacrifice of praise. Some people are praying, but you have not prayed. Some have not seen prayer. Ah, there is a worship you offer. When you stand up, you yourself, you know, I don't offer something. If your fragrance that goes to heaven, like, this, like the sacrifice of Noah, God smells it and he said, he releases a word immediately. Noah was one that compared God to make that word. He made a sacrifice when he came out of the ark. And the Bible said God smelled in Genesis chapter 8, a sweet smelling. And he said that I will not wipe out this word with rainbow again. He said, with rain again. He said, why the ark remains? See, time and harvest will never cease. One man offered something that made God. Solomon did it two times. Those two times God appeared immediately to Solomon. Not in the after. Solomon finished offering a thousand the first time God appeared. I'm sure after that he offered thousands again. God never appeared. Then he went to 120,000 bulls. 
What that night? God said, oh boy, what is it? <laughs> God appeared to the second time in the night. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Saul was blind. For three days, the Bible said he was neither food, he refused to eat, he refused to drink water for three days. By third day, Jesus appeared to Anna and said, you need to go and open that guy's eyes and commission him. The word that God used was a very strong word. He said to Anna, he said, there is a soul of time. He said, behold, he is praying. The prayer smelled to heaven. The whole heaven was smelling the aroma of his prayer. And they had to send, go and tell Anna to go and meet him. It's not, ah, yeah. Are you getting my? Are you, are you getting me? Some will lock themselves in. Anytime it's a see, sacrifice is born by the spirit. Hebrews, I read the Bible said that Jesus, through eternal spirit, offered himself. Whatever you are doing, when it gets to the dimension, when it is done in accordance in obedience to the spirit of God. So there is a giving that is convenient. That is not sacrifice. That is just giving. That was why David insisted. Arona wanted to give him something for free. The angel of destruction stretched his sword over Jerusalem. And Arona said to David that, I can see the angel of my life is at, at risk. Take the land. David said, no, you don't understand. In this dimension, we don't give God what costs us nothing. There is a prayer that is covered. There is a prayer that is costly. Where you lock yourself in, sleep is, you are standing, I'm not sleeping until I get a word from God. There is a worship. Ah, I don't know whether it was. I don't know which man of God was saying that he worshiped God to the point that he was in his room. He removed his entire clothes, including his, his underwear. He removed everything and he was on the floor. Like a draw. When he finished, a voice spoke from truth audibly. Oh, sacrifice. That moves God. When I offer this in form of prayer or in form of giving, I give a lot. But there are givings that I do. They break me inside. Sacrifice. And something happens. Now I'm going to show you how some of, when you now start doing these things, how can you do it on behalf of your family? You have a husband that is not saying, we are going to see from 1 Corinthians that there, is, there are things believers can do that can affect unbelievable connected to them. It's powerful. This is the power that we have in Christianity that we are yet to use. I can, we, as a congregation, once we are more than 100, we can worship God on behalf of Nigeria. So we offer Nigeria on altar to God. Even though not everybody in Nigeria is a Christian. But once he has found represent among us, just let there be Yoruba, Igbo, Awusa, South, South, Ijo, the day we have all tribes, even if it's just two, two people from all tribes, you begin to understand the thinking of God. That's why he told Noah that for a new world I want to create, just take two of each animal. Not all animals. If I can just find sample, sample. Once those people in the jaw lift up their hands, I see it as the only jaw. There is a level of sacrifice they offer that I will say that he just have worshipped me. This is also what Satan uses. Those who know nothing about the covenant, they suffer for it. So the father goes to collect some, they tell him some conditions. And those demons begin to visit every member of the family. Why? Because they are connected by blood. I wish this message had come 
through some other people many years before. I know a Christian brother who traveled abroad. He refused to worship the idols of his father's house. They told him that he was, and he was the only boy. For years, until he went mad there, they brought him back and he sat at the feet of idol. When he worshipped and he became well and he now started prospering, his brethren came to talk to him in the house and he told them, I love Jesus. He said, but he couldn't deliver me when things were tough. The brethren couldn't teach him about the authority. So they made it look like, oh, nobody has emphasized to him if any man be in Christ. All things have passed away. Satan knows, but he will not respect it until you say it. Promises are like weapons. They are not automatic. You have to fire them. By stripes you are ill, does not mean sickness will not make an attempt. Promises are like weapons. They, when God gives you a promise, he gives you a gun loaded. But God does not help you to fire. You have to fire them. You have to. I know everybody here you can tell of people who confess by faith and you still see that they are down. The same children is binding them. You can tell that the battles going on is ranging their own life also. They are trying to sound like somebody they have listened to. But they have not first of all gone to pray to now take the word of God and take a stand. There is a place you speak. You can speak from your spirit and you can speak from your mouth. The seven sons of Scapa also said to that demon, come and name of Paul, pray. the name of Jesus that Paul preached. They beat the light out of all of them. But when Paul got there, he said in Jesus' name, and the spirit left. Because demons can tell where you are speaking from. Lift up your hands and just worship him. I just want you to keep mentioning the blood right now. Mention the blood of Jesus. Affirm your faith in the blood of Jesus. Affirm your faith in the finished work. Affirm your faith in the highest sacrifice that none can beat. The sacrifice of the Son of God Himself. This is the most important part. That with your mouth, sometimes you need to shout it loud. But I believe that the Son of God has been offered for me. I believe the highest sacrifice has been done on my behalf. I believe. I believe. I believe. Now I'm saying it to you. Don't say it silently. Say it loud and clear. Something begins to happen as you alter those words, even right here. I believe. I tear down every altar on, on the ground of the highest altar. Jesus put his blood on the altar of heaven, superior to any other altar. I cannot be part of any other covenant because I operate the higher covenant. Whatever anybody has done, whether I know it or I don't know, I don't need to know it. Stand by the highest authority. You can begin to say right now that mistakes are corrected. Setbacks are corrected. 
I'm speaking to a woman. Maybe you are wrongly married. It looks to you from all indication that I shouldn't have married this man. But it's too late you are married. There's a law. Lay hold of the sacrifice of Jesus right now. And say, atonement is being made right now. Corrections are being made. On the ground of the blood. You can't be angry with your parents. Some angry with their fathers. Some mistakes they made. Just stand on the blood. And speak. From the highest altar. Corrections are being made. Something is happening here this morning. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I see the spirit of supplication of many of you. Are we? We have to end now because second service will soon start. When this service ends, those of you going home, please try not to talk to people until you have prayed for at least about one hour. If you need to replay this message, this last part, play it again on your bed. Look at those scriptures. When a message is shared, the anointing is always very fresh. Maybe for about three, four hours to one day. After that, it begins to wait. The impact of the presence. So I am saying to you, while it is fresh, some of you might be inside your castle are going home. Just wind up and begin to pray. Between here and your house, there might be a clear court instruction that the Lord might give you. The Lord said something to me last night, and I want to say this, and I'm going to say second service also. There is a restoration for every woman who has been like the breadwinner in your family. I don't know why the Lord just said that. That what he's doing in this family is that he, in this service he is blessing women who are being responsible financially for their family. Part of the blessing will be that God will lift your husband and you will not be sharing the burden again anymore. Uh, uh, you, will not be, you will not be carrying the burden only again anymore. Hallelujah. And in the case of the one that even though you are doing that, the husband is still maltreating you. Get ready for tremendous multiplication. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously, he has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now, and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. 
If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.